When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Metal Mike, and in this one, I'm joined by my buddy Ryan, and we discuss our top 10 favorite Scorpions albums, man. What talent. What a run of albums, man. We talk through all of it. We have a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy. Check it out. Well, Ryan, man, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Scorpions. This is. I think this has kind of been a long time coming. You know what I mean? We've talked about... A lot of the albums, and this will just be a good way to just put them all out there, rank them, talk about them. What do you think? Yep, this is one of those bands you can go on and on for because they have so many good ones. So um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I'm excited to talk about these boys. I feel like they had, and you'll probably agree, but I won't really say where I think it starts and ends, but I think they had a real solid run uh, at a certain point that kind of started and ended, and then... The stuff that's before I don't care for, and the stuff that's after I really don't care for. Do you, do you agree with that? Or oh, totally, dude. I have like I think I have one that might be in the era that I don't really care for towards the more recent times, but mm-hmm. it's you know it's kind of as good as it gets in, in that little era. But yeah, other than that, I totally am right there with you. All right, let's waste no more time and let's just jump right in. And, and what's your number ten? All right, well, this one I might be crucified for because I know that this has a lot of cult following and a lot of classic fans love it. But I got Animal Magnetism at number 10. Mm, So, you know, I'm not a huge, huge fan of this album, but it is classic Scorpions, and it was right before more more polished, polished 80s sound began. But, um... I can't deny some of the stuff like the, like falling in love as a gem, make it real, and of course the zoo. But um, it almost sounded like they took a little bit of a step back in terms of like production and updated sound after Love Drive. Mm. Um, in terms of like the current updated you know sound image, all that stuff. But yeah, I know I'm gonna get a little pushback from the the classic fans about this one, but you know it's it's on the cusp for me of being in that. A little 270s-ish, but some of those gems like Falling in Love and the Zoo really, really help it for me. So that's my number 10. Now, do you feel that like Warrant kind of stole the beginning of Falling in Love for Dom Boys, or is it just me? No, dude. Yeah, it's it's ahead of its time for sure. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's why I feel like there are certain moments where I feel like the Scorpions were, were ahead of their time. And that is that is actually one where I like, when I listen to that song, I'm like, that totally sounds like hair metal stuff. You know what I mean? So a lot of, but, you know, obviously very influential, big band, very influential. Yeah, totally. All right, my number 10. And this is not to say that it's just not a great album and it's not a gateway album for a lot of young kids that got into the Scorpions. But I put it at 10 just because I... I don't go back to live albums all that much anymore. And this is where I'm going to place Worldwide Live. It's not because I think Worldwide Live is bad. I just knew I wanted to include it. I knew it was a big album for me when I was a kid. And that was kind of the way I found out about a lot of the older Scorpion songs. So Rocky everything like that like, came before Rocky Like a Hurricane, you know, I got to discover 
through a Worldwide Live. And, you know, it's got a special place in my heart from, like, when I was a kid watching those videos on Headbangers Ball. They always played live videos uh, on Headbangers Ball from Worldwide Live. So I just had to shout out to it. It's just not one that I go back to, you know, that much anymore. So that's where I've got it. Yeah, this album, uh, Worldwide Live, obviously, I think we'll probably be saving our comments most of the time on this <laughs> one, these, uh, this yeah. entire list. But I, I will say that uh, it is influential for me, and I, I have it um, a lot higher just because of like how it stood out for me. Nice, nice. Number nine. All right, number nine, here's where I got one of the newer ones, Sting in the Tail, you know, and then I joked about this before being kind of a farewell album, yeah. <laughs> coinciding <laughs> tour, that, that didn't really work out. Um, nope. But it's definitely a statement album, you know, like they're, they're very much back, and you got that, the real hard rock guitars and the hooky choruses, you got songs like No Limit, Turn You On, Raised on Rock, Slave Me, you know, these cool, really cool riffs that haven't, and churned up for years, so I really like this. Um, it reminds me of a harder, crazy world, mm-hmm. and uh, you got James Kojak on there, and he fits really well. And you know, as far as their post '93 stuff, I think this is very uh, true to form for them. So I did add it; I, I gave it the nod. It's funny. This is also where I put Sting in the Tail, uh, number nine, and oh, uh, I have really pretty much all this. I think "Slave Me" is my favorite song on the album. Uh, but so yeah, I've got that yeah. listed. But the ones that you've listed, I, I I have those listed too. One song that I I really like, and I believe it's the last song on the album, is "The Best Is Yet to Come." I feel like that's like a. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an Irish drinking song or something. You know, hey la, hey la, <laughs> you know, like like people slosh at the bar in Ireland, you know, one in the morning or something, singing this song. But uh, yeah, I think that's really cool, and I also feel like that's like a if it were to be their last album. It was kind of a cool send off, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. But like most bands, it never ends, and you know, Scorpions have done some uh, albums since this album. So, but yeah, it, it is cool. You're right. It is. It it is in line with Crazy World uh, in a lot of ways. And what was before this? Was it Humanity Volume? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one I don't understand. That that album will not make my list. I don't understand it. I know a lot of people like it, but uh, that one does not work yeah. for me. But this feels like scorpion so i'm down with it you know i was listening to mitch lafon like a year ago and he was talking about the humanity album and he straight up said it was his favorite scorpions album of all time and i'm like what like i, I better take a listen to this and yeah. it's not terrible but geez that's some high praise <laughs> now nah, you know i'll give him credit like he just says whatever comes to his mind and i can be like that too sometimes sometimes there's just albums i really like that nobody gets you know or bands that nobody gets yeah and or like Generation Swine, I'm always praising Generation Swine. I'm in the complete minority with that album, but some albums just just you know it was the time you heard it, uh, something about it registers with you, and then I think the more pushback you get, the more you like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you st- you want to prove you're right, so you j- you stick with it. But <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Number eight. Your favorite album, Pure Instinct, and laugh it up. You know, ah, I don't mind. I, I, hate it. Hate it. I know. I, I honestly, after going back, I don't mind this album one bit. And here we are standing up for these albums, you know. Yeah. So 
you got 1996, you know, it's not exactly the best time for the Scorpions, but I love Wild Child. I know it's the hit, and I know it's the most true-to-form Scorps song on the album, but I love that song. I remember it being on the radio nonstop. But the, the feel of this album is similar to, like, a later-in-the-career 90s Bon Jovi effort in that yeah. it's a little bit lighter, but it still has the choruses and, like, the youthful vocals. Um, they did some, like, definite experimentation, but it has grown on me. Um, songs like uh, But the Best for You is another good song. It's almost like a Spanish guitar at the time. There is that little, like, reggae riff in there, which I was kind of thinking, oh, Jesus, like, I think that's, uh, is there anybody there? But <laughs> yeah. anyway, it, 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 I don't know. It's, it, it's different, but I, I like it. And actually, when I was going back over the list, I thought, I'm giving Pure Instinct another shot because I think I'm going to discover some stuff on it, and I did, so... I'm a little bit stoked on this album again. I'm, I'm going to have to go up. back and check it out. And what's <laughs> weird, I don't think the damn thing is on uh, Spotify. No, it's not. And that was like what, on one of our uh, heavy metal wish list uh, um, podcast. That was one of the things I mentioned. It was like Teal and MSG, which now is on Spotify. Yeah. And like a bunch of other like, you know, fill in albums from you name it band, which they conveniently left off. This is not on there. So. Either there's a reason or there's a, a label dispute, but uh, yeah. we'll see. Give it a shot. Well, I don't need Spotify because I know I got the damn CD somewhere in my cellar. <laughs> I just got to find it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, as do I. Wild Child, I just thought that was so cliche. I remember never liking it because I just like everybody's got Wasp as Wild Child. I just like Wild Child was so cliche. And it just—I just thought it was kind of a cheesy song. I never liked that song. But then the best i am not the best, but I'm the best for you. Is that what or something like that? Is that what that song? I do kind of yes, remember that. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna—I'm gonna go back uh, and see. But I just remember not liking it when it came out. I just, that I remember. Yeah. It's like uh, when we also talked about like "Restless Heart" by White Snake. Mm-hmm. They have like lighter songs, but then the choruses—they still get to where they used to be in terms of vocal ability and catchy and high and, and good loud high parts so that's just like this album where you got to kind of wait for these choruses and you're like okay there's klaus he's, he's still yeah. got it you know oh, yeah. and he's still got the, the youthful voice so definitely give it a shot and also like i think there's a lot of bands out there that don't really pay attention to other current things or bands like look at acdc or even motley back in the day like Molly, I remember reading an article and Vince didn't even know that Skid Row had a song called Rattlesnake Shake. And like <laughs> ACDC doesn't know that there's other uh, bands out there that have identical song titles. I don't think they care. I don't right. think they even realize it. So this could easily be one of those things. Yep, yep. All right, number eight. A lot of people eat this album up. They love it. They, they think it's the best. Uh, I got Crazy World at eight. I'm not a huge Crazy World fan. That's right. Yeah. I people might not agree with this statement, but I, it doesn't really feel like Scorpions that much to me. I feel like it's. I don't know if it's Americanized in spots, or they're trying really hard to like make this commercial album. Like there's spots that are very Scorpionish. I mean, Wind Wind of Change is. I mean, I'd be okay if I never heard Wind of Change again as long as I live. But, oh, yeah. but it definitely feels like your Scorpion ballad. Like that, it feels like Scorpions. Hit Between the Eyes is a cool song. That reminds me of a fast Scorpion rocker. Um, and that Crazy World is the best song for me. I mean, I love the song Crazy World. I love the message. I love the heaviness. 
Uh, it's just a great song. But um, something about this just, I don't know. I think I like Savage Amusement so much. And then we get to this album, and this is where I feel like we have like a drop-off of like, it just the band doesn't sound the same. They're shooting for something that maybe isn't completely them. And and it's getting really kind of hokey, kind of, like like tease me, please me. That's another one. I always thought of teasing, pleasing by Dangerous Toys. I don't know. Like some of them, I was just thought. I just think that's a corny ass song. Like it's. I mean, it's okay. Um, don't believe her is pretty good. I don't know. Just this album just doesn't work for me. And it's all digital. And I feel like they lost some of their sound even because of that you know what i mean so i don't know i could be mm, that's this might be a lot of people might not agree with what i'm saying but i'm just i've never wholly connected with crazy world yeah um i have it ranked up there a little higher but it's odd because there are so many people that would pretty much take what you're saying and talk about savage amusement and basically like just put that on savage amusement because a lot of the classic fans that decided that they didn't like the the pinks and the neons and the the lighter image and they wanted it back in leather and whatnot yeah. would say that about Savage Amusement, even though I like Savage Amusement a lot. So I don't know. It, it's up there for me, but I will agree with you that it's not doesn't flow as much as the other albums, and I do think that it's um, not one of my total favorites. Yeah, like the like um, so like what you said, I would say then I would say that person was listening with their eyes because of to me when I go back and I listen to Savage Amusement for the most part, I hear the the logical next step after uh, Love at First Day. I really do. The late 80s it, it just sounds like a late 80s Scorpion album. This just sounds like we're trying real hard to like churn out some hits and some of that oddball creativity that we'll get into as we get to these other the earlier albums i feel like that's gone now that's it's just gone and i think that's the charm of the scorpion so uh I'll, I'll, all right there's my well, yeah <laughs> so i'm done okay I, I i can prove exactly that was a, a fantastic point you made because i got one guy in mind that i work with that was i think he's around your age mm -hmm. he was completely turned off to the scorps by the album cover and the image Mm -hmm. And so he never gave Savage Amusement even a, a shot after that. He actually just kind of gave up on the Scorps at that point. So you nailed it with the listening with your eyes thing. Mm. Well, if, if, I, I, if you say so. <laughs> what do you got for seven? Nah, you got it. <laughs> uh, okay, I got Love Drive, number seven. Ooh, so I got, okay. you know, this is just solid. You know, most most of the songs are hits, you know, or have been featured on the best of somewhere here and there. but Or they're played live a lot, but... The title track just rips. Loving You Sunday Morning. I've always loved that song. I fell in love with it on Worldwide Live. Yeah. Um, can't Get Enough. Of course, Holiday. And I actually really like the instrumental Coast to Coast. I don't yeah. I'm not usually a huge instrumental guy, but it's killer. It is good. Um, but also, have you ever noticed that the main riff sounds just like the A-Team um, intro song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll have to li listen, listen to that to see if I'm, I'm completely crazy about that one. But... Uh, yeah, just it's just right after the chorus riff. You, it has that same little A team riff to it, but maybe they stole it. Maybe the A team <laughs> stole from the scorps. But uh, yeah, so Love Drive number seven. No, there is an A team ripoff. I think the A team ripped off the Scorpions. So um, what song is it? Uh, it's Love Drive. There's a part of Love Drive that goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's it. That's when the A team, the main A team theme, goes to that second part. Yeah, that that's the same riff. You buying that? I always 
Yeah, dude, I always <laughs> thought that. Yeah, it's right after the chorus. The, um, that co- the yeah, after I think it played a main riff. Sounds great. Yeah, right after the chorus. So it's like almost identical. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Mr. T was a big Scorpions fan. <laughs> oh yeah, you could tell. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, is this? Oh, is this one mine? I got to do my stuff. Okay. So I know you are big into this album. I like a lot of this album, but I'm gonna explain why I don't have it higher. But. This is where I'm going to put Face the Heat. I think mm-hmm. Alien Nation is, for me, the best song on the album. And I, and I think the problem for me is that I don't know if that was a late addition to the album. I mean, I'll, I'll never know if I, unless I get to interview one of these guys some days. But, but this seems like a heavier hard rock type of thing that was kind of happening with a lot of the guys in 92 and 93 with, you know, Dog Eat Dog and Kiss Revenge. Like, I feel like Alien Nation is right on par with that heavy stuff. Um, but then I don't, I don't, I feel like we've lost it. We, we, it comes back a little bit, but it's, it's not, it's not consistent. You know what I mean? The, that kind of sound, yeah. like that heavier updated Scorpion sound doesn't continue through the album. I mean, no pain, no gain. Freaking awesome. Love that song. Uh, Ship of Fools yeah. is a great song. And honestly, I used to hate Under the Same Sun. I was like, this is a stupid ass wind of change wannabe, like when it came out. But to go back, I'd rather listen to um, Under the Same Sun than a uh, than Wind of Change. Under the Same Sun has like a Beatlesy thing going on, and it's just cool. I, I actually really like that. I like the verses. They, they they actually sound a little bit more contemporary, more modern. But um, yeah, this is just. But then as it gets going, it's like it's it's hit or miss. Shit like Woman, come on, man, no. That song's so boring and agonizing. So you know what I mean. So it's just it's just hit or miss. Certain songs are really cool, but then they lose me like on the next song. So it's just not a consistent effort. And they're known for like consistent efforts. So yeah, that that. But yeah. like I said, I think if we could have had more alienation, less woman. There we go. We got it, dude. I'll agree with you on woman and um, under the same sun. I like those two songs. Yeah. I, I like that song in 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 exchange for a wind of change and i yeah the song woman has never been my go-to no. <laughs> that's definitely my, my least favorite on that album hey but you know what i'll say though I, i'll give the scorpions props man if i had a huge hit with wind of change you bet your ass i'd be writing wind of change part two for the next album i bet you bet your oh, ass. oh yeah be, you know what i mean so i can't fault them why not what's your six number six i got worldwide live this album is one of the the big ones for me um if it weren't a live album, I'd have it like as number one. That's that's how much I mm-hmm. love this album. That's how like kind of influential it was for me. I don't know why. I know I I bought the actual vinyl album, so it was a double album, and they had like really cool artwork and the nice like big big spread inside, and all the pictures were were really cool. And then somehow scored the home video, and it was just like, oh man, this was just it. But yeah, everything. The set list is killer. They played the coolest venues at just like this peak party killer time in San Diego, California in the summertime. They're at the top of their game, and it was just like, dude, I could only imagine the party going on in that mm. that arena. It was just just perfect timing. But um, Big City Nights live on this album, and especially the video, is just like a 12 out of 10 for me. Like, mm-hmm. when Matias is swinging his guitar left and right on each drum hit during the, the post, uh, post-solo post chorus with just Klaus doing it, it is so good. He's feeling it so hard. So 
I think this is one of the best live albums. And um, yeah, like I said, if it wasn't live, I would have it way higher. <laughs> oh, yeah, yep. No, it, it's iconic, and you know, it's kind of like their their Kiss Alive or something like that. It's just it's an album that a oh, lot yeah. of people. It was a gateway. You know, they gravitate to it. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah. All right, this was going to confuse a lot of people. But I, I don't care. I'm, I'm standing by my word here. The number six is where I got to put Love It First Sting. And I, and I just got to be honest, I think the problem was is that like the local radio station that we had here it just killed this album. Like it, they played out. They played it to death. Rocky like a hurricane. Big city nights. Still loving you. Like I just, I, they killed it for me. Like they played that shit twenty four seven. And now I don't want to hear those songs anymore. And and they're great songs, great production. I mean everything's working here. Um, but I think that's the biggest problem is that I think it just got overplayed. You know in the area that, at least where I live, and it's probably happened to a lot of other people. But one song that I want to mm-hmm. mention, and and this is where if you look at these. 79 to maybe even 88 definitely to this album is scorpions or is going to throw some oddball thing on here to mess with you like what the hell is this and crossfire is the example of of that song crossfire reminds me of like sunday bloody sunday by u2 or something you know what i mean like it's like a metal band doing like a more i don't know like it's like a militant drum beat and it's just an oddball yeah. song, but it's got really good melodies too. So like Scorpions were just like they were really creative and, and kind of off the beaten path in certain spots with songs, and I like that. You know what I mean? And that's why that's like I'll give a song like Crossfire a lot of credit. But you you go to Crazy World and you find me something like Crossfire or Is There Anybody There? You ain't gonna find it. It's just not there. So they like I said they got a little bit yeah. sterilized as they kept going. But Love It First Thing, like I said. I, I understand it's a great album. I understand it's a huge album. It's just I think it's just so played out for me that I just can't go back and listen to it very often. So I agree with the crossfire thing. That's uh, other than that, yeah, the film was was much higher for me. Uh, Rocky like a hurricane. I I love, but I I don't like if it comes on Hair Nation on XM or something like that. I just I'll see what's on Ozzy's Boneyard real quick, just right. <laughs> just because I've I've heard it so many times. So yeah, I'm right there with you on, on Crossfire. Yeah, great, great tune. Um, what do you got for five? Five, I got Crazy World. So yeah. this is the uh, the end of the original Scorpions era, the band, if you will. Um, they kind of needed that hit to remain relevant, and then you know when the change came, we, we talked about that. Um, you got Teasy Pleasy, Simple Tongue and Cheek, Greatness, whatever. Yep. I really love the the kicks after six chorus with Klaus <laughs> just kind of letting it rip. Yeah, I, I love that. Oh, what he's you know, yeah, he, yeah, like Robert Plant yeah. type stuff. Yeah, exactly. That was perfect, dude. So I love that, but um, I love how they kick into "Don't Believe." The the, the kick into uh, "Don't Believe Her" is just it's money. "Send Me an Angel" is about as as light as it gets for like a. a heavy metal band the hard yeah. rock band doing a ballad but it works for them i can i actually like send me an angel more than when to change but yeah, I, I understand that song's why kinda, when to change was that song's kind of interesting that's a little bit kind of off the wall compared to the rest of the album so maybe they were trying a little bit on that one because that one's that's different i'll give them credit for that one you're right that one that one's a little different yeah but it was like dude i mean that, that was almost like a richard mark song or something you know what i mean like it was freaking light 
like that was light. That that was a, that was like when did changes light balance or balance? But like that was some light stuff. But yeah. I mean, they pulled it off well. But whatever. Um, so, anyways, there, there's a couple hits. Like it, it's got some like it's kind of like the the girls, girls, girls of the Scorpions collection to me because there were those couple hits that saved it. Yeah, and the rest is good, but not great. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like. I know some people love Girls, 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 and I like it, but it's like really they had two huge hits that saved that album, just kind of kind of like this one. Just yep. in that in that way, it's, it's similar. But yeah, that, that's it for me for that one. Number five, man, I got. Unbreakable. I I love Unbreakable, and Ooh, yeah. I, I feel like this was the one where they finally got like what i liked about them but modernized it a little bit and brought it back you know what i mean uh the best song for me is can you feel it it's so good it's such a big ass sing-along song you know just what you want from the scorpions deep and dark is kind of a weird title <laughs> like what are we talking about guys but uh but uh it's, it's real catchy and, and it's it's really moody and cool uh love them and leave them once again, we're falling into that kind of cliche shit. Everybody's got a song called "Love Him and Leave Him" and teasing and pleasing and you know all that stuff. But uh, it's a, it yeah. is a go- it's a it's a cool song. Uh, "Blood Too High" is real fast, and you know just a lot of that old school stuff that I love about the Scorpions. I felt was coming back, and I just saw a post from James Kotak, and he said that I don't know, I don't know if it, no, maybe it's not the anniversary of it, but he just kind of put it out there that you know that was one of the albums he played on he helped write a lot of the music he's really proud of that album and he should be because that's a really kick-ass album yeah i dig it i bought the actual cd um like the rest of these guys collection but um i think we talked about it on one of the 2000s um shows but yeah i i really like it too it's solid it's got a cool album cover it's, it's kind of like got some texture to it if i recall but yep. yeah um I'm right there with you on all those songs. I think it's a really cool album. Number four. Number four, I got Savage Amusement on this one. Mm, so, nice. You rated you know, it high. Kind of, yeah, dude, I love this album. It's killer. I think it's um, it's highly debated just because they were coming off of a huge album and they were more of a a leather-looking band at the time, and then four years later, they came out with this thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the image, the songs, the length of time between releases, the Monsters of Rock tour, like, it, it was all, like, highly debated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I dig the crap out of this album, but, like, the hits are killer, too. That's the, the thing is, like, the Don't Stop at the Top, Passion Rules Game, Rhythm of Love, mm-hmm. Believe in Love, like, those are all the the singles and the hits and I still crank them dude yep. like I got no problem with the hits love walking on the edge and oh. media overkill yep. uh, and I just think it's a solid effort and and true to the times I think I'm right there with you dude I, I think that this album was is great and it was a really cool follow-up and it was right where they needed to be and yeah if people wanted to turn their nose up to it because of the uh a little bit lighter image then they're lost you made a great point, and I, I haven't thought much about this. I'm glad that you brought it up. Was that it was a really long time between Love at First Sting and, um, and Savage Amusement because that's unheard of in the '80s, especially when a band's hot. So I get they did Worldwide Live, they did a lot of touring and stuff, but man, they really probably should have had it out mountain like '87 at least. 
Um, yeah. And that may have helped the situation a little bit, or, or I don't know, but I just feel like, yeah, they definitely waited way too long. And you know what happened is that it was such an influential time where everything was so big, and kids were young kids were just getting into this by year by year. You know what I mean? So if you got into hard rock and, and stuff in like 86, like Scorpions weren't even on your radar. You know what I mean? So, but like all the other bands were like, it was like every year or every two years. So I kind of think that was a miss on their part to not keep it flowing because let's face it, once after Crazy World for them, it was commercially, it was over. So Yeah, exactly. It would have been sweet to see them coming out with something in 86, but maybe they were just riding high off the success of um, Love at First Day and World by Live and just said, screw it. Yeah. But, I know there were some issues with getting this album out, and it was going to be called Passion Ruler, I think, at one point. So, I don't know. There was some stuff that went on with the album, but it turned out pretty damn good, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll be talking about it. Number four is where I put Blackout. I think this album's solid. You know, it's not one of my faves, but I I really do like it. I mean, the title track is is amazing. Freaking Dynamite. Uh, Can't Live Without You. I think, you know, this album would be a prime example. I mean, they're all examples of this, but I think Klaus really shines on something. Can't Live Without You and all all this stuff. His voice just sounds so good. He's really getting up high on a lot of these tracks. And... The little oddball track, deep track that you just gotta give props to is Arizona. That is a that's yeah. like one of those big '80s summer song type of things. The only problem is that it's really missing that big payoff chorus. Like I feel like it should have a bigger, more important chorus. But the verses, the, that's total like stuff we've talked about on the podcast before. You know about those fun summer '80s songs, and this is you know definitely one of those Arizona. If, if people don't know Arizona, go back and listen. Oh yeah. The the ooh the those the oohs in the song <laughs> they make it. All right, man. Number three, we're getting right down to the wire here. Oh well, very convenient. I got blackout at number three. Yeah. yeah so I mean, you covered a lot of it, but I mean, yeah. What can I say? This not a bad song on the album. They really turned it up. They they turned up the the eighties feel on this uh-huh. album. Really, this is when they really started, in my opinion, that that whole feel. But yeah, dude, Can't Live Without You might be my number one on this album. My, that intro and the, the one, two, three, four, and the dude, especially live, it's killer. But the song Blackout Kills in the studio and live. And that, uh, so so there, there's a couple songs that it, in our genre and in this era of music that start off with either like the solo or the chorus riff. And No One Like You is one of those and yep. if you think about it some of the some of the best songs out there like Europe Let the Good Times Rock and Dawkins Just Got Lucky mm-hmm. and then of course this one No One Like You think about those songs that they they kick off with this solo but it also doubles as the chorus and it works so well when they kick a song off like that when it's modeled that way but yeah, you know, pay attention to those songs out there. Just the, you know, Let the Good Times Rock, Just Got Lucky, No One Like You. Yep. They're all such good melodic hard rock songs, and they all have that same recipe, and it just, it works really well. So, I'm loving this album. Yeah, you make a good point. We're not, I, I haven't done it enough, as I mentioned, you know, Matthias and Rudolph with those, lead, you know, if, if it, whether it be dual leads or 
or somebody's playing the the rhythm line and then they're playing that melodic lead in the beginning of the songs but like that's really iconic scorpion stuff like you know no one like you and like i said it's not a bunch of jibble jambled notes you know it's very calculated and it goes to the melody of the song and it's really good stuff so yeah props to those guys yeah and the yeah, riffs good. i mean they got i mean come on scorpion's got ridiculous riffs too yeah All right, number three is where I place Love Drive. I, I love this album. I, I guess I didn't realize. I mean, I, maybe I knew, but I didn't know. I don't know. I just I, I didn't realize how much I love this album. And I think like every song is good, you know. And this is like the first yeah. Polygram album that they did. And for me, this is where Scorpions start. I say you take this album and you go to Savage Amusement, and you've got one of the best runs of albums by any rock band, in my opinion. Real consistent, real solid stuff. But yeah, man, you mentioned a lot of the songs that I like. Loving You Sunday Morning, what a what a vibe. You know what I mean? It's just a late it's kinda like it's heavy, but it's laid back. I can't even explain it. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like easy on a Sunday morning by uh or easy by uh, Commodores, <laughs> but like a metal version. You know, it's just it's chill. It's it's cool. Holiday yeah. is so good. And it yeah, Holiday. That live too is killer. Yeah. But holiday, like there's and another one's going to come up that I'll talk about in a second. But like to me, like when they do some of that slow stuff, I don't want to sound like cheesy, but I am cheesy. But it's like it's almost like mystical or something. It's just got a weird vibe. Like Holiday, when they do some of that stuff, it's just an odd vibe. It's not like some cheesy ballad or something. It's kind of like it's like Zeppelinish, like mystical or something. Something's going on there. Like it's got a it's got a cool vibe to it. Another piece of meat. Come on, that's so and like I said, so heavy for '79. Um, I know. And you mentioned can't get enough, and then, dude, I I don't I wasn't picking up on if you were down with it or not, but when when is anybody uh, there pops on? It's it's it messes with you, but it's so good. Like, dude, dude why are you doing reggae? What freaking scorpions? You German guys are doing <laughs> reggae? But it, it works, you know. It's kind of like when the police do it, you know. The police integrate reggae into their music. They're just guys from from the UK. So, uh, yeah, just really eclectic in spots, but. Every song is good. I can listen to the damn, whole damn thing, and it's not very long. You know that I think that was the uh, charm of like these early albums. There wasn't a ton of songs, but every song was good. So instead of having a bunch of fluff, you've got good stuff there. So yeah, imagine knowing every song on the album, unlike anyone these days. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm right there with you. Um, if a band could pull off reggae, they're doing something right. They're pretty damn talented, <laughs> but. I think, like, the order of which I, I got into the Scorpions was, like, you know, uh, Best of Rockers and Ballads or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I had a little taste of all the albums. And then I got Worldwide Live, and I was like, whoa, loving you Sunday morning, so killer. And it's, like, it's, like, more killer live than it is on the album. So, yep. yeah, dude, this is, uh, like I said, when I talked about it, almost every song on this album, they play live still, which is cool. And thanks for mentioning... Uh, best of rockers and ballads because uh, I can't explain. Great song, great cover yeah. by the Who. I love it. It's way better yeah, than the totally. Who. It's way better than the Who in my book. Oh yeah, way better. <laughs> All right, num- number two. Number two, yeah. So this is where I got face the heat. Um, wow. Uh, this Hi. Was, yeah, dude, it is. This was my number one in our '93 podcast, and. This actually ends my Scorps era for me because I did want to incorporate um, 
crazy world and face the heat, but it does begin with love drive. So I'm right there with you. So, I mean, it's just a killer time for this band. They, they got their, their updated sound. They got a few more band members. I think it's just a kind of a, a cool vibe, more, more or less on the album. They, they utilize technology, this and that. So, um, uh, anyway, I just, I think it's super consistent. I think it's, uh, well, okay, so to this day, it's probably still like my most familiar Scorpions album because I had the CD, um, like kind of right when I was getting into Scorps and it was, it was actually a pretty much like a brand new album when I first got into them. And I cranked it so through and through that I just, I really got to love these huge hooks, like Someone to Touch, Hate to Be Nice, Nightmare Avenue, Alien Nation with a huge guitar, No Pain, No Gain with the even bigger guitar. It's just, I think it's just um, Scorpions utilizing the times and being huge. And I thought it was just a, a perfect hard rock comeback, coming back to hard rock Scorpions album. And they, they went back to a little bit of the leather feel. So mm-hmm. I love this album, dude. I'll, I'll always preach it. All right. Number two. Animal magnetism. I I love it. I can't help it. Uh, my biggest problem is it's the most messed up album cover ever. I don't even want to know oh, what yeah. it means. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's stupid. Dude, no. It's weird. A lot of these European like bands like it had they had some weird friggin' album covers in the early eighties, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. But uh, I do think uh, where you were saying you thought it went kind of backwards to 70s I, I feel like in p- spots it's ahead of its time you know like i said i feel like falling in love is like something that a lot of bands copped uh you know in the in the hair metal days of the late 80s um but don't make no promises your body can't keep like i said it's like it almost reminds me of like the partner to uh another piece of meat but i, I really dig that song lady starlight another one of those oddball mystical slow tunes or whatever i just love every song's good I mean, then you got the zoo on there, of course. Um, 20th Century Man. It's just a lot of cool, catchy, fun stuff, man. It's a great album, and I love it. Yeah, dude. I think I'll get more and more into it as the years go on, but I definitely, for some reason, kind of like started Love Drive and kind of skipped this one. So I'll get more into it as the years go on, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I already know what your number one is, so let's hear it. <laughs> well, I had to throw it on this. I love it first thing. Yeah, this is any album with I'm Leaving You and Big City Nights is probably going to be my number one. I I can't, I cannot escape those two songs for sure. Coming Home, Bad Boys Running Wild. These are songs that are Scorpion staples to me. And I'm Leaving You, my, it's definitely in my top three Scorpion songs of all time. So, this is just one of those nearly perfect albums in my mind. So I got it at number one. It is fairly cliche because it is their kind of biggest, most memorable album with Rocky Like a Hurricane. But I'm not even, it, you know, it's the, it's the You Shook Me All Night Long of the Scorpions for me. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I've heard it. I've, I've heard it enough. I, I like it, of course, just like Shook Me All Night Long, but I've heard it enough. And the rest of these songs are so damn good that I just, uh, I got it at number one, and I'm, I'm proud of it. Nice. Well, everybody can tell what my number one is. You're walking on. 
Savage Amusement. And uh, you, you, I think you've mentioned all the songs that are that I really like too. But Media Overkill, that's probably my favorite song with that weird distorted bass and everything. It's so good. Passion Rules the Game, definitely the best single on the album. Walking on the Edge, that's one of those like sleeper tracks. Not a lot of people know that song, but that song is so good. Uh, of course, Don't Stop at the Top. But every song is good. Man. Even Believe in Love is cool. You know, that was actually yeah. kind of right on par with Wind of Change. It just never really connected with, with audi- the audience or whatever. Uh, weird to think that this is, like you said, we, I, I, written, I wrote this down, but we already talked about it. But weird to think that this is their only late 80s offering because, like I said, with people pumping out albums every year, every couple years, it's it's kind of weird to think that, you know, for from between 86 and 89, this is it. But um, and then the one thing I'd like to mention and connect it to a, another podcast we did about worst looks. This is the last time we get to see Klaus's weird bald, long hairdo because <laughs> pretty much I think like I think you see it in Rhythm of Love, but that, I don't think you ever see it again after Rhythm of Love. I think in the videos he's always he he, he brought the cap on board uh, for this album. So yeah, so this is the last time you get to see that Classic. sweet do that he's got. Which I can't talk because mine would probably look about the same if I grew mine out right now. But um, yeah, it's a great album, yeah. and we we said made a lot of cool yeah. points when you talked about it. So you know, like I said, I, a lot of people I think did they're they're listening to it with their eyes, like the cover looks and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's right on par with all the classics in, in my book. So that is classic, dude. I love it, and you know <laughs> that I, I love the class reference, dude. But uh, what, dude? Okay, believe in love. And what was the other one? Walking on the Edge, or uh, what was the one I referenced, or you referenced too? Yeah, Walking on the Edge. Yeah. Dude, that chorus is so huge. It's and huge. So the way it goes on and on. It's so killer. Like, I don't know how they didn't have 10 singles. You know what I, I mean? know. Like, these, these, are all, these are all great songs. And, and Media Overkill, it's, it's so weird and killer the way it starts off. Like, yeah. Anyway, I... I think I probably would have switched it up if I were to do my list right now. It might have, it might be higher, especially because it's the last time I get to see Klaus's killer hairline. <laughs> <laughs> couple, uh, let's let's throw a couple random thoughts about Scorpions. I, I just want to get your take on this because when I was mowing my lawn today and I was thinking about us doing this, I, I was just trying to just I listened to some Scorpions and I was getting some ideas. One thing, it doesn't bother me, but I think it might bother some people. Let's face it, Klaus has an accent. You know what I mean? I've missed you yeah. since I've been a wee. You know, he's trying to say away, but he says a wee, you know. Um, and uh-huh. some, some people don't care for the accents in music. I, I've, I've seen online, I've seen people saying they just can't, they can't get into Scorpions because of the accent. Now, I don't uh. think the accent is that hard to deal with. It's there. No. If you really listen to it, it's there. But, I mean, he's such a great singer, it's like, uh, who cares, you know. Um, another band, and I think that's the charm of the Scorpions. Another band that falls into this, as we've talked about a lot, is Loudness. You know, Loudness is original yeah. singer has an accent, and and I, I feel there's a lot of ties between um, the Scorpions and Loudness. Like if you listen to a song like called uh, "Like Hell" off of Thunder in the East, mm-hmm. that's a total Scorpion song. So I'm sure they're Scorpions fans. The problem with Loudness is that I think the accent was so predominant that it did turn certain people off. To me, that's the charm of the band. You know what I mean? Although, hey, let's not get off topic, but I like Loudness with Mike Vissera the best. But anyways, um, <laughs> but, you know, like I, if you really go back and you and you listen to the original Loudness albums and you listen to the Scorpions, this is what makes it interesting. You know, even like Udo, as much as you're not super into Udo, you know, that's kind of the 
the, that's the charm of that band. You know, that there is something about these characters and if they have accents or if they don't or whatever it is. But I feel like that's kind of what makes them who they are. If you put in Don Dokken into the Scorpions, I don't, I don't think it's going to feel right. You know what I mean? It's not going to be the same. That's a pretty, you know, unique uh, band. And I think really if you think of that lineup that was, um, you know, Rudolph, Matthias, Klaus, Herman Rarebaugh, and uh, Francis Butchall. Is it Francis Butchalls? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that That's the quintessential lineup of the Scorpions. And, and, and as, as you see, that's the best output created by the Scorpions, for the most part, is from that lineup. So yeah. um, that's just my random Scorpion thoughts. What, you got anything you want to throw out there? Oh, yeah, dude. That was, I could not agree more, and I'm not just sloughing you because, <laughs> you know, you're the guy here. I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, when you were talking about the accent thing, the first band that came to mind was Loudness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's awesome. It's endearing. It's cool. I think that's what makes the band. Yeah. Like, that, you could tell. Like, obviously, you know, EZO and Loudness, like, they have a very distinct accent when they sing. And it, dude, doesn't bother me any. I think it's, it's perfect. And, dude, like, when you got Klaus, yelling at the crowd, you know, Hello, California! Ah, How you doing tonight? It's like, it's awesome. Dude, it's perfect. It's killer. It's like, oh, yeah, dude, these guys, you know, and we've talked about the accent thing before with the Scorps, how it really wasn't really there in their heyday and, like, up to Face the Heat, and then everything beyond Face the Heat, all of a sudden you you, you could tell, like, hardcore that he was German. And you're like, oh, it's a German band. And it was like, prior to that, they really Americanized the shit out of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, I, for, for people to not be down because they got an accent, it's pretty dumb. Like, even listen to XYZ, like, he's got a French accent and you can kind of tell him some of the words that he says, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, yep. Yep. dude, that, that's what makes, that's what makes the band kind of, um, got their unique style. Well, I'd say if these people don't like it, we'll send them to diversity training. That's a big thing that I always got to – everybody has to deal with at work, man. <laughs> diversity, baby. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, do, I do have two two honorable mention songs only, and I, yes. and I couldn't incorporate them because I got – I always remember the song Over the Top. It was on Deadly Sting, the, the Mercury Years compilation. Mm. Remember that song? No, I do not. Oh, dude. Check it out. It is, it's a little bit similar to like a wild child, really. Okay. But I remember it being on the radio a lot. It was a compilation, a double disc compilation that came out, I think, 97. And they came out with two new songs. So check out the song Over the Top. Very good. And then I had, um, I Can't Explain on there. But that, that's the yeah. only two honorable mentions. One honorable mention song I like to throw out there is, um, I and I might not exactly be saying the title of the song, or I think I have. I think it's called Moment of Glory. You know what song I'm oh, talking yeah. about? It's, it's almost like an original yeah. song they did with the orchestra. That's really cool. And honestly, the stuff that they did with the orchestra right. is really good too. Like um, uh, they do Rocky Like a Hurricane with the orchestra. It sounds really good. And I thought that Moment of Glory song was great. I need to get back to figuring out. I know they did a they did a um, symphony album kind of like everybody did, like Kiss and Metallica, and, you know, whatever. But um yeah, I gotta get more familiar with that album because between that original song and then the song and Rocky Like a Hurricane, I like what they did. So I gotta I gotta go back to that. But uh, yeah, man. And then pretty funny. Neither of us had any of the early Scorpion albums. It's just I can't get into mm-hmm. them, man. And probably like 
like guys that are older than us are saying like what the hell but like everybody swears by like virgin killer and all this stuff but i just i don't know man it just doesn't register with my ears for some reason no me neither and i i mean i even figured i'd get some some flack for the number 10 animal magnetism and then like there's gonna be a lot of guys that are going, oh 70s scorpions is way better <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure well, man, we we done good. We put together a good list. It, pretty similar, I think we all we had pretty much all the same albums except for maybe the, uh, uh, the what is it? What's it called? Pure Instinct <laughs> with with the friggin' naked people. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> with the, the one. animal. Yeah, exactly. another, hey, at least they were true to have a messed up, another messed up album cover, right? Yeah, that was kind of weird. There's like a bald <laughs> dude and like a naked bald dude and a chick and like some animals yeah that, that is kind of that's throwing me off too now. <laughs> alright man thanks alright bro have a good night thanks put us into town cause we get around makes it look awful cold hope I die before I get old